Welcome to the Divorce Recovery Podcast. My name is India Kern. My intention is to encourage and guide you through the valley of divorce. It doesn't matter what stage you are in because we all need a little help navigating the road from married to divorced. I've been there and I know how it is. So sit tight, listen up, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome listeners. Today we have a special guest on the Divorce Recovery Podcast. His name is Paul Cunningham and he's the pastor at La Jolla Presbyterian Church, which happens to be my church as well. Today we will be discussing the topic of forgiveness. I feel like this is a loaded topic because so many of us, especially in divorce, have felt wronged and forgiveness can be extremely difficult to attain. It's hard work. But I want to get a pastor's perspective on forgiveness. So welcome, Pastor Paul, and thank you for taking the time to help us understand forgiveness. Before we start, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, So I grew up in Fresno, California, and um, wanted to go into business, and so... I uh, got a finance degree from Santa Clara University and realized after that 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 really wasn't my calling and eventually uh, started doing youth ministry and felt called to go to seminary and uh, went to Princeton for seminary and uh, was a pastor in Texas for 12 years and then our family moved to La Jolla um, 12 years ago. All right. All right. So let's just dive into this. So number one, the biggest <laughs> question I have for you, probably the most loaded question what exactly is forgiveness and how would you define forgiveness? I think, um, you know, thinking of it from a biblical perspective, um, it's this idea of figuring out um, how do we let go of something. Um, you know, in the, in the New Testament, when they talk about forgiveness, it's um, often in terms of thinking about debts or trespasses. So mm-hmm. the, the image is kind of a a financial issue that someone has wronged you financially, and then how do you um, let go of that? Right. But I think as we think about it, you know, um, from the church perspective, Christian perspective, even just overall perspective, um, and even in marriage and divorce, it's how do we let go of something um, where we have felt wronged? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's such a It's so easy to say that we want to let go of something, but it's so much harder to practice that. That is the truth. (laughs) I know from experience. Um, And that leads into our next question. So if you have been wronged, especially since I'm talking to a lot of people that are either facing divorce or are going through the divorce process, when you're still bitter and raw and emotionally scarred from the event... How do you even begin the process of forgiving that person? What's your advice? Like, where do you start? Um, I think that's a really good question. I think it's it, it's such a hard question. And I think it is, I think about that. It's um, recognizing that in order from, it's kind of narcissistic, which mm-hmm. is not always the greatest thing, but right. it's really the sense of, for me, to be a healthy person, uh-huh. I really have to figure out how do I start thinking about forgiveness? How do I even start speaking, mm-hmm. um, even internally, let alone externally, um, that I really want to begin that process of forgiving? Right. Uh, I'm a person that <laughs> tries to journal on a regular basis, and so I know that um, even writing out those words of, you know, right. God, I'm trying to figure out how to forgive, or mm-hmm. I'm barely able to speak this person's name for what they have actually mm-hmm. done to me. But I think in terms of, from what I see, it is, if I want to truly be a healthy person, 
I have to figure out how to forgive. And right. so I really have to think about myself even before I even think about the other person and what they've done, but just for my own self-health. Right. Because it really is for you more than the other person. Absolutely. So does forgiveness mean you exonerate the person from this so-called infraction? I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that that's you you do have to get to this point where you're saying, I'm going to let go whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you have done to me. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that that's, I was thinking about this, that Years ago, when I was doing camping ministry, there was a guy uh, who really wronged me, uh-huh. who uh, said some things, who acted in some ways that really hurt me to the core of, of who I am. And it was so hard to think about why in the world um, would he do this? Right. And so the ironic thing was that about four years later, he applied this camp where I had been to be on our staff. Mm-hmm. And I had the ability to either hire him or not hire him. Oh, wow. And... It was interesting in my own mind of like, well, I would love to just get back at him and not hire him, right. even though he was totally qualified for the position uh-huh. that we were looking for. And so, you know, eventually I realized that I was being selfish of saying, uh-huh. I'm not going to, you know, not hire, I'm not going to hire him because of what he did to me four years previously. Right. And so, you know, we made the decision to hire him. Okay, yeah. But then throughout the summer for 10 weeks, I had to see him. I had to interact with him. Right. And so I guess in a sense of saying, you know, I feel like I exonerated what he did. Right. And what he had said and how it had made me feel. I mean, you definitely had to but, practice forgiveness while you were ex- working with him right. for 10 weeks. That's right. Yeah. And to be the you know bigger person or more mature person. And, right. Um, so, yeah. So I think you can. But I think that 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 exoneration is, I think about that is really a sign of our own maturity that we uh-huh. can get to that place. Right. Um, and that's a struggle. I mean, it's, it is. And I would think, you know, divorce and. Definitely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Cause some, you know, things, people do some really evil acts against each other. Right. Um, so yeah, exactly. That was a good example. Speaking of another example, I saw this video on forgiveness. It was on Facebook and I posted on my page, the divorce recovery Facebook page, but the woman, she's a woman of God because she wears the clerical collar, but she talks about forgiveness and she says that when someone does you harm, you are then connected to that person. So it's like there's this symbolic chain between you two that links you together. And But she also warns, be careful not to absorb the worst of that person. And in her opinion, forgiveness is symbolically cutting, like with mm-hmm. bulk cutters, that chain that links you two together. And she says, it's not a pansy move. It's not a sign of weakness, but rather it's saying, now I refuse to be connected to you anymore. And so as this free person, then you are no longer controlled by the past. And then this makes you able to become the light that shines in the darkness. And I know there's, I'm sure there's a verse on that that I can't (laughs) quote that you can't. But I thought that was an excellent illustration of what forgiveness looks like. Her imagery of cutting the chain Mm -hmm. illustrates how forgiveness is a choice. And that's what my next question is. Do you feel that way? Do you feel forgiveness is a choice? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that it's a choice that... um, that doesn't come easily Mm because I think and even particularly in your context that you're in a divorce, Mm -hmm. I mean, you are the image she used, I think is helpful in the sense of you cut the chain, right? But yet you still oftentimes have to interact with with your ex and Mm -hmm. kids. And Mm -hmm. how does that, um, how does that actually happen? And so I think that that's the, 
the bigger struggle as we think about, you know, to forgive someone who you don't see often mm-hmm. is one thing, and you can kind of cut that chain. Right. But I think that um, I, I think where her image is so helpful is that to continue to not forgive, um, you, you're doing so much more damage to, to yourself. yourself. Right. And I think that that's the the beauty of forgiveness is that it it does allow you to free up who I believe God has truly. Um, intended you to be. Mm-hmm. And when you continue to allow that chain to be connected, um, what I always tell people try to see is you're allowing the other person to have power over you. Exactly. Which is which is worse for you. I mean, it's like you're out of control and then you let this other person mm-hmm. have power over you. So I think that that idea of severing, however a person draws that up for themselves, mm-hmm. is really a helpful image of right. And I know that you always, yeah, disconnecting, actually. Uh, I know that you love Nelson Mandela. You Uh use his quotes a lot. Well, I found a quote (laughs) that would be perfect here. And um, he says, as I walked out the door toward freedom, I knew that if I did not leave all the anger, hatred, and bitterness behind, that I would still be in prison. So... It really is. If you choose not to forgive, essentially you're creating your own personal prison. Mm -hmm. And I think a pope said that, but you hold the keys. Would you agree with that? I think it's a great quote. I think that, um, you know, Mandela is such a great example of how are you imprisoned for, you know, 25, 27 years, whatever it was, and yet you're still able to walk out um, and forgive and work on reconciliation. And I think that that's... Um, that's a, you know, th- that is the sign of maturity. And I always, you know, a friend of mine who's a clinical psychologist said, he said th- in his mind, he said, the greatest sign of maturity is showing um, how to love and to be loved. And mm-hmm. that both of those things really have to work together. And right. that, that unconditional love mm-hmm. of, of that that's, you know, we know we've, we're kind of reaching the place where we want to be when we can truly love others unconditionally and let them love us right. for who we right. are. What if the offender shows absolutely <laughs> zero remorse oh, and you're still connected to them? Yeah, I, mean, I think that. Meaning that you still have to interact, not necessarily the chains. I think I think in a situation like divorce, the chains are uh, – you have these chains you cut, but then you also, when you see them again, sometimes those chains reattach and then you have right. to cut. So it's a continuous yeah. cycle of you separating yourself or cutting the chains. So when they don't show any remorse, how does that work? What what do you think about that? I think that's really hard because I think that, um, I think that most people assume that when we show forgiveness or we extend forgiveness, that people um, will receive that and change Mm -hmm. or will recognize how they have wronged us and they'll want to change their lives. Um, I think for me as a pastor and as I think about my own faith, which I know this is part of what I know not everyone in your, who's listening is probably right. of, of faith, but I know for me it, it's this, as, as I think about it, is this idea that God um, has forgiven me mm-hmm. and has forgiven uh, all of us, right? and yet some people choose not to receive that forgiveness and choose to just keep doing mm-hmm. their own thing. And, and I don't know if I have a great answer for this other than it just keeps coming back to me of of that I want to be a personally a healthy person right and so even if that other person that um shows I mean this guy I was talking about camp you know from years and years and years ago uh-huh. he never showed any remorse right you know or even probably really recognized what he had done mm-hmm. um but it made me it, I was I felt like I was a spiritually healthier person Definitely. for what I had done 
Um, and I think we can't go in expecting, um, I mean, I think forgiveness is forgiveness and right. we can't have, you know, I, I don't think, I think a lot of times we are like, well, I'll conditionally forgive. You know, it's like, it's like our love, like our love is conditional and based on certain things. And I'm going to forgive you, but if you keep doing what you're doing or you show no remorse, then I'm really not going to forgive right, you. Right. And I think that that's, so again, it, it, it I think forgiveness, it, the hard thing of it is it, it puts all the burden on us, uh-huh. you know, that we're the ones that have to forgive. We're the ones that, uh, we're the ones that suffer. Right. I mean, to forgive is, you know, we're taking on the suffering. The other person may keep doing everything they've always been doing and messing it up as bad as they've always messed it up. And we have to sit there and watch that. Right. I think you hit it on the head when you said it makes us healthy Mm. when we forgive the other person. How do you know when you have truly forgiven someone? I think there is this sense that um, you stop digging up the past. I think about like, you know, when, when people get, you know, in the old days, they would have buried, they'd get their treasure and then they'd go bury it. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times with our um, resentment and anger, we kind of bury it. Mm-hmm. And then we go out and we dig it all up again and we look at it and we <laughs> are like, I still can't stand this person. I'm still so angry at right. this person. I'm still so frustrated mm-hmm. um, with this person. And I think when we can stop digging all that stuff up, mm-hmm. I think that's a sign that we're, you know, we're, we've moved to truly forgiving Forget. someone. And I don't know, I guess there's a part of me that also wonders, and maybe it's my own lack of maturity. Mm-hmm. Like, do we ever get to that point where we truly, completely, completely forgive forget. and forget, you know, because right. right. I think that that is, our memories play such a role in that. Of, I know. You know, I know. And or, we're or, so triggered so right, easily. Exa- yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like there are these triggers that even – so I get to the point where I'm not digging it up anymore, right. but then I'm in a conversation or something happens or my you know, kids or friends or whatever right. say something, and it triggers you know, something. And it's like, okay, God, you know, for me, it's like you got you to gotta push this away. Let it go. And, yeah. and, and, and I just think that's a really – I think it's a process. Um, Definitely. I, I don't know – you know, it's always this idea of forgive and forget, which I'm like, I just think that that's not realistic. That's not a real reality yeah. from for most people. Honestly, so. um, you know, someone described it, or I heard it described once, that forgiveness is when you can think of the other person and want that person to be well off. Mm. You think well thoughts, yeah. and I was like, that is a good way to put it. I think that's, and I think that that's, you know, in the New Testament, Jesus talks about. You know how many times he's asked how many times should we forgive? Seven. You know Peter says seven times, and Jesus, you know, no, seventy times seven or seven hundred and seventy-seven translated different ways. But mm-hmm. um, what he's driving at there when he says that is, you know, it's about wholeness. It's about that seventy times seven. I mean, seven's the whole number. It's the complete number in Scripture, and so mm-hmm. it's saying, you know, you have to keep doing it. You have to. You it, have to it's keep. like a. It's a not perfection. It's a practice. Yeah. You know, you continually. Forgive. Yes. No, I love that quote. Well, that's a great thing. That's a great verse to end on. So, listeners, I hope we shed some light on forgiveness, giving you a different, a spiritual perspective to ponder. Also, want to add that even though you may feel as if you've been wrong somehow, the offense doesn't negate the goodness that you may have once shared with that person. Especially when it comes to divorce, you can still hold on to the positive memories even if all traces of the good times have completely vanished. In fact, this is a dilemma that many of my clients struggle with. 
They are deeply hurt, and when they look back on their lives and see that there were, in fact, good times, it's difficult to reconcile the contradiction when the divorce happens, and they are hurting so deeply. Many times saying, was my life a sham, or was it all a lie? But I really want you to hear this. Just because the marriage ended doesn't mean you cannot hold a place for the sweet memories. They once existed no matter how badly the marriage ended. And the day you're able to cherish the good memories is a huge sign of healing because it's separating the bad behavior from the person, which is a huge part of forgiveness. So I just wanted to tell my listeners that because I see it come up a lot. And if there's anything you want to add to that, please do. Um, I I think this, you know, I I just think the topic of forgiveness is such a timely um, issue for our society and our world and and where we are today. And, you know, with marriages, with kids, with relationships that are that are fractured. And and as you've said, and, and as I said as well, I just think that deep down we want to be healthy, happy, content people. Right. And to not be able to forgive. Um, really hinders that. And it does. so if we Absolutely. think about how God, you know, God forgives us, God reconciles himself to us. Um, we want to do the same sort of thing right. and be as reconciled as we can and to lead that on the other person to figure out what that's going to eventually look like. Right. Well, thank you, Pastor Paul, Thanks, for India. for doing this <laughs> podcast. I really appreciate your time. And I want to announce to the listeners that you can always reach out to me at connect at com. Also know that I offer a 30-minute free phone consultation, so take advantage. You have nothing to lose. And I again, I hope we shed some light on this big subject of forgiveness. I hope you have a beautiful day, and thank you for listening.